Nuclear proliferation. Global pandemic. Famine. Environmental genocide. War. Mankind teeters on the brink of a second dark age. Everywhere you turn, chaos, anarchy, and shadow. In these bleak days, under the fading light, where businesses and the little guy are left for dead on the side of the byway, and people cry out for the rule of law, humanity is at a breaking point where there is no light at the end of the tunnel, and everything good seems to have been barred, or banned, or barred. Two men offer up their voices in the darkness, a shining beacon leading the huddled masses into the safe harbor of good business practices and occasional time travel. Here are your hosts, the Sirens of Sanity, David Pridham, and L. Bradley Sheaf. Tiny bubbles, tiny bubbles, and the wine, and the wine. The great Don Ho singing Tiny Bubbles in honor, my friend, of you being halfway across the globe on the Isle of Man. I am. Maui. Yeah, Maui. I, I did. Maui. Yeah. I mean, man, Maui, you know, they're both islands. One's probably a little more tropical than the other. Although I have, you know, no reason to doubt that if Don Ho were on the Isle of Man, he would sing Tiny Bubbles. Yeah. And one has a, uh, one has a Four Seasons in Ritz Carlton. The other does not. There's a great motorcycle race on the Isle of Man that I would like one day to see. But um, other than that, I don't know a lot about it. Excellent. Excellent. Well, that's uh, good to hear. I'm glad you're there getting, uh, tan, wested, and wetty for our uh, big uh, ramp up uh, here at IP Frequently, the number one IP podcast and the number one podcast for business people who are looking to find out what today's political movements mean for them. We'll start uh, up front with the number one story uh, that uh, folks are asking about business folks and otherwise, right? People Mm -hmm. in Hawaii, people in um, Timbuktu and everywhere in between. Billions and billions of these cicadas, these bugs, have oh, infiltrated yeah. the Washington, D.C. region. They've attacked the press plane of uh, the President Joseph R. Biden V. Uh, they've also attacked the vice president's plane. But uh, what, what, what say you? Is this a biblical sign, Brad? Are you happy to be in Maui where you're away from the influx of these uh, uh, rather uh, unruly creatures? Yeah, well, you know what? I, it, it's funny you would raise this because my lovely bride and I and, and some of our children, depending on their age, have been through this twice, once in Virginia and once in Illinois. And let me tell you something. When those cicadas are doing their thing and come you know, up out of the ground and fly around for a while, it will get your attention. They're, they're super dumb. I mean, and they're harmless. So, I mean, you know, no, no one should be alarmed. But they literally go everywhere, fly right into you, bam, right in the face. And, you know, when you've got them in these numbers, you can't avoid it. Now, I will tell you that while they are generally dumb and will fly right into you, they have excellent political acumen. It's just part of their DNA. They don't even know they're doing it, but they do swarm around political morons. I mean, it's just part of who they are. So it's, it's kind of like a plague in that every 17 years, you get this natural reminder that if you're a political moron, it's going to attract the attention of not just other human beings, but some of the insect population as well. And so you can see that they're doing their job. But uh, the good news is he did, uh, 
he did uh, get up in the air. He uh, is on the uh, on the way to um, to Europe, and soon he'll be meeting with um, Putin. Uh, and and I, you know, I'll tell you what, I have had a lot of um, teams that I root for as the underdog, right? And you go in and you say, well, wait a minute, I, I don't see how this could turn out well for us. Uh, but you know, if so and so pitches a good game, or Brady gets hot, or th- there are there are pathways to victory. In this case. Yeah. I find it very hard to believe that uh, there is a pathway to victory here. You and I both big fans of America, right? We're, we're where we are because we were fortunate enough to be born in this country and no other reason. Putin is many things, most of them not good, right? I mean, I think we can agree on that, but he's no pussy. It's going to be rough. It could go the other way, though. You never know. This could be another example of the uh, Tampa Bay Bucks playing the uh, Kansas City Chiefs and... Uh, they pull it out, but I don't see Tom Brady coming uh, coming down those steps, my friend. No. Um, yeah. Next, uh, the uh, other half, the dynamic duo, Kamala Harris, vice president, um, hero to many, hero to many, um, made her trip to Central America um, to uh, address the border crisis going on in Texas, Arizona, and uh, New Mexico, and parts of California. Um, and uh, didn't go to the border, but went to Guatemala, where she met with some um, uh, political leaders down there and uh, encountered a lot of uh, a lot of resistance, a lot of protest, uh, and told uh, the uh, people in that country who are intending on coming to the United States not to come. Well, yeah, but I, I mean, at this point, you're you're shutting the barn door after the cows out. Biden's administration just came in and said, we're going to untrump everything. That's what we're going to do. We're going to pay no attention to the actual value or effectiveness of the policy. We're just going to untrump everything. And when they untrumped Trump's policy, you know, stay in Mexico policy, you know, we're not going to adjudicate your case here. We'll adjudicate your case while you're there. And if the adjudication is in your favor, then we'll let you in. That was a great policy. Right. From any perspective, it it did not change the outcome of the adjudication, nothing. It just prevented the current crisis that we're in. And in, you know, their haste to untrumpify the government and its policies, this is what you wind up with. And sending Kamala Harris to Guatemala to, you know, like personally tell people not to come is ridiculous. It's just ridiculous. It's show. That's all it is. So, um, but 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 do you think this is a case? I mean, this is an interesting business lesson for those of you who are looking for business lessons out there um, to delegate when you can, especially when you have a no-win situation. I mean, could it be that uh, we don't give Biden enough credit? And when he saw this big steaming pile of horse dung that is his immigration policy, he immediately shoveled it up and dumped it on his. Veep's doorstep, knowing that he could blame her when it goes sideways. Well, yeah, I mean, it's probably good politics, but it's also leadership cowardice. And I just despise leadership cowardice. I mean, he made this mess. Frankly, he probably didn't even make this mess. I mean, I I am convinced that Biden has no idea what he signed on his first day in office. I'm convinced his people put a stack of papers in front of him and just said, listen, old man, sign here. It's not good. I did like uh, Kamala Harris gave an interview and it's starting to come around a little bit. Right. We spent four years where no one on the Democratic side could do anything wrong. And Trump said a lot of stupid things. But, um, yeah, that that was always no matter what he did, that was always the news of the day. Now you have people. I think she was on NBC 
uh, and she was being interviewed by Lester Holt, and he asked her why she hadn't been to the border yet, right? She's in Guatemala, not at the border, um, and she's in charge of the border, you know, based on Biden's delegation of that. And she said, look, we've been to the border. We've been to the border. And he looked at her in kind of an odd way and said, well, no, you haven't. You haven't been to the border. And she said, well, I haven't been to Europe either. And then she started laughing, like that Hillary Clinton laugh. You know that, remember the Hillary Clinton? (laughs) Yeah, uh, yeah, it's just it's nails on a chalkboard and it just goes to show, you know, she has no grasp of reality. But but you're starting to get the whole the the stories out of the White House where people are uh, senior Biden officials are, quote, unquote, perplexed by her performance. (laughs) I mean, the knives are out, my friend. The knives are coming out. I think uh, what's interesting, though, when you look at as we always do, as you know, as we go through these items in the news, we try to give folks sound, coherent business advice so that they can act on it. The first thing they say is, okay, how does this affect me? And what can I do in my business um, to leverage this to succeed, right? So for example, with the Biden foreign uh, policy related to immigration, uh, the people that have succeeded the most are these smugglers, right? The human traffickers who are bringing people in. And I, I saw a recent report uh, I think it was Washington Post where they said that uh, the annual income for a part-time smuggler uh, is up over two hundred thousand dollars per annum, and that's tax-free money, my friend. You can't you can't report that to the IRS. Plus, they're Mexican citizens. Um, but uh, but uh, it, it is um, the the price per person, right? In terms of per person they smuggle over to sell into white slavery in the U.S. has gone up from six hundred bucks. Uh, in the last months of the Trump administration to over $1,500 today. So you see some folks who are indeed looking at uh, current events and and, and seeing an opportunity and taking it. Yeah, I mean, I guess setting aside the fact that there are horrible human beings who are literally living off the backs of children, and as you pointed out, selling them into white slavery of one form or another, oftentimes sex slavery, so I guess if you set aside all of those, you know, negatives, uh, yeah, I mean, they're certainly taking an opportunity that's been created by the Biden administration. Uh, I think the business lesson here is, you know, and it's a good one, right? I mean, oftentimes we learn much more from seeing it done poorly than seeing it done well. And the business lesson here is watch what the Biden administration is doing as you run your business and do anything but that, and you'll probably be better off. We'll have to see. But speaking of the Biden administration, as the economic news continues to unfold, uh, we see more job openings now than ever before. Ever. Well, yeah, before. we're paying people not to work. That's what happens. Well, true. Of course we yeah. are. Of course yeah. we are. Another, and there's another opportunity. A group is seeing that uh, groups, you know, millions of people are seeing that they can make more uh, with the uh, surplus government uh uh, unemployment insurance than going to work, and hence they don't go to work. Yeah, I mean that's there. There you go, my friend. We've actually now taught a basic economics lesson. And then another lesson is as we come out of this, uh, come out of this uh, whole recession, depression, whatever you want to call it, call it the COVID funk. Uh, prices are hitting an all-time high across the board. I and mean, we've talked before about inflation. We've talked about uh, uh, talked about um, uh, commodities. We've talked about basic. Uh, um, staples in the construction uh, business, doubling, tripling in price. 
right now across the board, you're seeing hikes. Gasoline. I think I spent $3.90 a gallon to gas up. It was like a buck 90 a year ago. Um, It's insane when you take a look at the inflationary pressure that's been brought to bear by this economy. That is, it's not just the COVID economy, but it's the government's response to it. And it, it, everything from Chipotle to Sherman Williams, prices are going up between four and you know, 25%. And when that starts hitting home and when the government payments run out, um, it, it's going to be very difficult on the little guy to run a business when they see all these inflationary pressures and see these increased costs. Yeah, I mean, you're got, uh, you, you nailed it, right? I mean, we're, we're suffering through the, the very foreseeable results of just saying, oh, here's what we'll do. There's a, there's a new virus out. We don't really know anything about it. We do know that the human race has survived viruses coming out for millions of years, right? We do know that. And we had the plague. It was awful. It did not destroy humanity. We had the Spanish flu. It was awful. It did not destroy humanity. Okay, so that's... Yeah, the, 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 the Kardashians, the Kardashians, yeah, the, Kardashians, That's still, the jury's, the jury's still out yet. Yeah. Jur- humanity, out. But it might, it might, you're right. Okay. And so, but what we did was unprecedented. We shut down the economy, right? And then in, in doing that as well, we also shut down education. We shut down access to healthcare for anything other than COVID, right? So you've got people who are now realizing, oh, you know, this ain't great. I have, I have stage four cancer. Right. Or, geez, I, it looks like I had a heart attack a couple of months ago and I'm suffering from that. But I was afraid to go to the doctor uh, because I was told that COVID was going to kill me. Right. And so, a- again, we're, we're suffering because of just exceptionally bad knee jerk reaction, politics based nonsense. And, and you can see it coming. And listen, three dollar ninety cent gas is going to crush a lot of people who are trying to get to work. Right. And so I, it's just yeah, I mean, it, again, there are no actions you can take without reactions, right? You have to project these things. And this is what happens when you don't have adults in charge. And look, you know, I mean, Trump was at the helm when we shut the economy down. So he and his folks are responsible for that. But we're just continuing down the same path, right? We're just continuing to say, oh, no, no, we'll patch it up by mailing people checks, which just makes no damn sense. It's not good. It's not good. And I, I tell you what, I would hate to be running a business in this. Oh, wait, we are. We are yeah, running a business. Yeah, we are running a business. Maybe yeah, I should. Uh, a little bit like everybody else. Yeah, but it's, it, yeah, it's unfortunate. And, and it's, it's a matter of just controlling your costs. Don't let anything crazy happen, right? Don't, don't uh, let people make stupid decisions that could result in losing tons of money. Um, and also, um, I would uh, probably stay away from the Chipotle because the costs are, are skyrocketing. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> does no one who's currently in the government, has have none of them taken an economics class? I mean, just like your basic undergrad level economics class. I mean, none of this is rocket science. Ah, it's frustrating. It is frustrating. But you know what? We'll be here and uh, we will um, uh, continue to offer hope, advice, relationship, and otherwise to people that need it. We're going to do our very best, buddy. We're, we're not going to be able to drive anywhere to do it. We're going to have to walk like the rest of America, but we'll, we'll do it. We'll put now, on so, our walking shoes and head out. Now on to some good news, Brad. I know you're out on the Isle of Man where communication is bleak and uh, difficult. 
Um, but apparently the, uh, the uh, Yale School of Medicine uh, recently um, has been having a symposium on uh, different fields of medicine. And uh, recently, Dr. Aruna Kapali Nani um, said that uh, it, during one of these school-sponsored symposiums that she has fantasies of uplo- unloading a revolver into the head of any white person that gets in my way. Uh, she would walk away then with, uh, after the shooting, quote, with a bounce in my step and that white people make my blood boil and are out of their damn minds and have been for a long time. It's been posted. There's an audio. She, of course, has not been uh, disciplined at, uh, at this point, uh, but uh, the, the event was uh, uh, promoted as, quote, the psychopathic problem of the white mind uh, and included learning objectives such as, quote, set up white people's absence of empathy towards black rage as a problem and, quote, understand how white people are psychologically dependent on black rage. Brad, uh, what do you think? Do you think this is a, a good way for uh, an ins- a storied institution like Yale to be spending its time? I think we certainly figured out who the psychopath is. I mean, right. but, you know, I mean, we've been through the, there's, there's literally nothing left to say about this. I, I mean, obviously, if she feels that way, she needs help, right? If she honestly feels that way, she needs help. But I don't think she does, right? I mean, I, I think what she's doing is monetizing an opportunity, right? I think she's just saying the most crazy thing that she can come up with because she knows she's going to get a, away with it and, um, you know, and, and, and take her check from Yale and go home, right? Because she knows no one's going to say anything to her. But if she says something nuts, then probably someone else will hire her so she can go say something nuts there too, right? But, you know, the long and short of it is I continue to believe that, you know, just sort of the average person of any race, creed, color, religion, et cetera, living here in America, listens to that and says, well, that's nuts. Yeah, she sounds like a terrific, terrific uh, party guest, someone you really want to uh, get to know and hang out with. But luckily, as with most things, the good folks at Amazon have come up with a solution for our dear friend at, uh, at Yale and, and many like her. Uh, have you heard that Jeff Bezos Brad is going into outer space later this summer as part of his uh, his uh, space rocket company. Can't happen soon enough. I'm going to be bummed if he comes back, but I launched that son of a gun yesterday. Uh, COVID Corner, Brad, we are, listen, we are uh, almost at the end of our whoop here on COVID Corner, um, but uh, we understand that there are parts of China that are uh, reinstituting strict COVID lockdowns um, because of uh, the new strains that are uh, hitting China. Yeah, I'm sure they'll end up finding their way here. What I found what I found interesting is that one of the cities, uh, Gongzhou, which is also the city that the elephants were headed towards before they rested, um, tested its entire population of 18.7 million people hmm. between last Sunday and Tuesday, some of them for the second time. That's getting it done, my friend. Say what you will about Red China, but if they want to test a, a bunch of folks, they're doing it. You would you would think they'd just give them the damn vaccine instead of continuing to test these people. You know, the mind boggles at how that outfit, you know, runs over there. But uh, you do have to tip your cap. I mean, you know, testing 18 million people, that's getting it done. And then back here in the U.S., uh, Brad, where we're a little bit less efficient, uh, there have been reports that the sales of plexiglass 
in the U.S. have tripled to roughly a billion dollars um, in the last uh, in the last year. As schools, offices, restaurants, retail stores bought it to protect people from COVID, and at yeah. the same time, not a single study has shown that any clear plastic <laughs> yeah, barrier exactly. does anything to stop the spread of the COVID uh, virus. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's just it's it's stupid. I mean, shoot. The, Fauci's emails are coming out where he's saying, yeah, you know what? I mean, it's an aerosolized vaccine and masks probably not helping you. I mean, that's what he said. And he's right. Um, let's see, Brad. Barter Band, Bronze Stevie Award winning um, segment. Uh, very excited this week. We have seen a, a huge flood of leaks from the IRS uh, leaking the tax returns of um, some of the richest people in the world, including... Uh, uh, Jeff uh, Bezos, who we just talked about uh, a little while ago being launched in space, Elon Musk, another man who it seems like he's in outer space, Bloomberg, um, Buffett, Bill Gates, like the murderer's row of really, really good people. Um, but uh, somebody at the IRS leaked their tax returns, uh, similar to what they did with uh, with Trump uh, a couple of years ago, but there was no outcry there. But now suddenly there is a huge outcry to try to figure out um, because it's a crime, obviously, to leak someone else's tax returns or for the IRS to do it. Yeah. Um, but I guess the question is, uh, should the publication of uh, the ultra-wealthy's tax returns be barred or banned or encouraged? Well, I mean, look, again, you know, this country is founded on the principles of equity. So, I mean, personally, I... Equity, Brad. Equity, Brad, is not equality, just so you know. Equity no, is not equality. They're, very, they're two different words. They have different letters and those letters are in different order. Mm -hmm. And so they are very different words. But I I, I mean, again, you know, tax returns contain a lot of very personal information, right? And so I'm not a fan of people's personal information, anyone's personal information just being broadcast out into the universe. So I'm not a huge fan of that. On the financial side, I could give a crap if anybody looked at my tax return. I pay the taxes that I am required to pay. And everyone should. Well, you know, I, I think what was interesting is this leak came out, right? And it's not as if it's a leak showing all of these fraudulent practices by these people, mm-hmm. right? It's just literally a leak of their tax returns. Mm-hmm. And you get these reports saying, oh my God, Jeff Bezos took the $4,000 deduction for his child. They should. No, she, of course he should. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's absolutely insane. And, and then he's being shamed for it. That's, that's the world we live in now, right? Where you have a tax code, you hire an accountant, they, um, you know, they, they go and apply whatever deductions apply to exactly. this person. Yes. They do the math, they get the number, you pay the number. Exactly. And that, that appears to be what happened with all of it. As much as I'd love to see some of them have these scandals, and the same with Trump too. I mean, these, these scandalous um, deductions, none of it's scandalous. All of it's allowed by the code. And, um, and, th- th- and then that's vilified. And what are you supposed to do? Not take the deduction, give yeah, more uh, money well, to the government? Exactly. Well, here's where it is. Raise your effing hand if you didn't take every deduction that you were entitled to. Raise your effing hand if you were the guy that said, no, no, I, I've, I'm, I'm doing fine. I'd like not to take this deduction. So you are a fraud and a hypocrite if you are banging on Jeff Bezos. And I'm on record on this very podcast as saying I think the guy's a douche. But you're a fraud and a hypocrite if you're banging on Bezos for following the law. There is nothing wrong with taking legal 
deductions. You're no. supposed to take the legal deductions. That's why they call them legal deductions. Uh, Brad, quickly, uh, Venera Chronicles, where I think we're getting to the end here, but I don't think we're there yet. Venera 9. Venera 9. Are we on 9? We are on Venera 9. It uh, was the first spacecraft ever to orbit Venus. Huh. Oh, that's a, I mean, that's something, right? Yeah, it entered Venus's orbit on uh, uh, 20 October 1975. Um, It was going to be a a communication relay for future Venera uh, launches um, into the uh, into the planet, and did it? Well, I mean, listen, uh, nothing's perfect. Nothing's perfect. It was the. No, it was the certainly true. It was the first probe to send back um, pictures, black and white, from the surface of the planet Venus. It was planned that it was going to take the first 360 degree panoramic pictures of the uh, surface of Venus. And did that happen? It was planned, yes. Yeah. It doesn't sound like it happened, though. Well, there was a little issue because um, uh, the photos could not be taken because uh, a couple of the camera lens covers were not removed. So so I'm going to go out on a limb here and say that those lens covers were not accidentally placed over the lenses during flight. So ergo... Someone forgot to remove the lens covers before they launched that thing into space. You need to find that guy. He'll be on the podcast next week. Yeah, you got to find that guy. You got (laughs) to find the guy who was responsible for lens cap removal before you put that probe on the rocket and at great expense shot it in the general direction of Venus. You got to find that guy. The good news is, my friend, there was not much time to... um, uh, to uh, fret over that because quickly um, the uh, device became overwhelmed by the uh, uh, atmosphere of Venus and was destroyed. There's always Venera 10, my friend, and we're going to talk about that next week. This is why hopefully by Venera 10, the Soves came up with the concept of a checklist. So. Uh, listen, we have a lot to, uh, we had a great week here. We have a lot to uh, look forward to next week, assuming that we're going to get the border crisis under control. And we're going to learn about Venera and, and you'll be back here in studio. I'm, I'm looking forward to getting back, looking forward to being in studio, looking forward to being back with you, my friend. And uh, upon my triumphant return, we will do yet another episode. This has been IP Frequently. Once again, clearing a forest of lies with the machete of truth. You're welcome. <laughs>